The gyms may not be full, but my biceps are pulsating, and there's definitely no shortage of madness this college b-ball season. For us fans, the college basketball powers that be have gifted us with a top-tier matchup between two powerhouses. This weekend, Gonzaga and Baylor will be going toe-to-toe for what could be the nation's top ranking. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win in this clash of titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right, bet $1 to win $100 using code DNVR during sign-up to take advantage of these offers. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, you gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ding! Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. If you want DK Metcalf to get 177 receiving yards, just give him a compliment that could be misconstrued as an insult perna. For example, hey DK, nice pacifier. My daughter has the same one, which is why Calvin Johnson is a better receiver than you will ever be. DK had a game after he thought Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz insulted him. I was in Detroit with uh, Megatron, but you're not there yet. Carson Wentz is experiencing a historically bad decline. Marshawn Lynch used Hennessy as a PED. Unfortunately, the same can't be said for Bradley Roby and Will Fuller. And now we get Steelers versus Ravens on Wednesday afternoon. And there are also some rumors emerging that the Denver Broncos may fire head coach Vic Fangio after the season. A lot to discuss today on That's Good Sports. Marshawn Lynch in Season 2 of Peyton's Places revealed the secret to transforming into beast mode is... I needed to have maybe a shot, a shot and a half before every game. Of? Hennessy. What you mean of? I was thinking... Yeah. yeah, Gatorade. Gatorade. Toradol. I don't know what I was thinking. Hell no. (laughs) Yes! Yes, I knew it! If alcohol can provide the power to... Run through a motherfucking face. Then maybe it can make me the best YouTuber in the football world. Or less importantly, a good dad. What I will say is that Lynch is an absolute specimen. I once took a sip of beer before going on a light jog, and I had to be airlifted to the hospital to have my stomach pumped. Marshawn Lynch and Peyton Manning are national treasures, and they should honestly have their own odd couple inspired sitcom. If you've ever watched The Big Bang Theory, you know my idea is better. Moving on, would you like to know why the Eagles suck? 
It's because their coaches like Jim Schwartz are out there poking the bear before the game. Defensive coaches came up to me and it kind of made me mad that he was like, um, you know, I was I was in Detroit with uh, Megatron, but you're not there yet. Um, you know, in my mind, I'm not trying to be Megatron. I'm trying to be me. So, um, you know, I had, had a little uh, chip on my shoulder the whole game. Was that Jim Schwartz? Uh, yes, sir. What kind of moron thinks giving the opposing team's most dangerous weapon another reason to kick your ass is a good idea? Jim, get Twitter. That's where you can take your shots at DK. Or better yet, create a burner account like Eddie P, aka Matt Patricia. Now let me clarify a few things about this Jim Schwartz DK Metcalf thing. Um, you know, it had, had a little uh, chip on my shoulder the whole game. First. It has to be a little chip because there's no such thing as a big chip on those broad, dense, bulky, perfectly built shoulders. The only chips that get close to that body are the chipped bones of defenders who try and get in DK's way. And what's with the NFL's hard-on trying to compare DK Metcalf to Calvin Johnson? I, I mean, Mr. Megatron. DK hasn't even played two full seasons yet. And they're both just really fucking good receivers. DK's actually outpacing Calvin Johnson through 27 games. So he is there yet, I think. The only way I will ever compare DK Metcalf to Megatron is if he gets traded to the Lions and then retires at 30. Or if we learn DK is a big Trump supporter, then we can call him Megatron and force football fans to divide themselves and claim loyalty to Megatron or Megatron. Yes. I have to admit, this story got blown out of proportion, and it's basically a classic case of someone hearing what they want to hear. Jim Schwartz claims he complimented DK, saying he's got a ton of respect for him, and he was with Calvin Johnson in Detroit, and he's the closest thing to Megatron he's seen. Julio Jones, anyone? Julio? He went on to say, you may not be Calvin yet, but you're on your way. And DK Metcalf heard, Jim Schwartz say, you're not as good as Calvin Johnson. You're not even as close to being as good as Calvin Johnson. In fact, you're a baby, a teeny weeny, itty bitty, baby, baby, bitchy boy. You're a bitchy baby boy. You wanna go cry to your mama? You wanna do a little wah wah cry to your mama so she can squirt some milk into your mouth, baby bitch boy? That's what DK heard. And it's fine because like, everybody's just entitled to their own facts these days. I do credit DK for acknowledging this debacle on Twitter with the best use of the Jordan meme since the spring. Now the Cleveland Browns uh, won't have a losing record for the first time since Joe Thomas was not considered a sex symbol. Why do so many offensive linemen turn into hunks after they retire? That's a great reality dating show. Which fat ass, disgusting slob NFL lineman will transform into your dream husband? My money, it's on Andrew Whitworth getting that final rose. Now Jalen Hurts got exactly one passing attempt on Monday night, which is good because the Eagles now know for sure that Carson Wentz is on the worst decline we have ever seen from a young QB. He's regressed more than Hunter Renfro's hairline, and the numbers are getting worse. Maybe the Eagles should ask to play the Bills for the rest of the season, because the only thing that worked for Wentz was a Hail Mary. Carson Wentz has been sacked 46 times this season, more than any other QB in the league. 
This is a great time to mention Russ Wilson has been sacked second most this year, which is a reminder of how good Russ really is. Wilson is also second to Wentz in interceptions with 10 to Wentz's 15, and only Drew Locke has a worse completion percentage than Carson Wentz. Oh, damn it! Damn it! I did not see an insult to my Broncos coming there. As Ian Rappaport pointed out with this stat sheet produced by a 1960s typewriter, Carson Wentz's passer rating has dropped by more than 20 points, which puts him in the company of Peyton Manning and Brett Favre for steepest and quickest decline. They of course were developing arthritis and a hankering to eat dinner at 4.30pm at Applebee's. Wentz's only excuse is a terrible offensive line, no running game, and poor coaching, and spotty receivers. Other than that, he has no excuses. He did actually lead the Eagles in rushing yards against the Seahawks. Uh, wins are down, passing yards per game are down, yards per attempt are down, and the only thing going up, besides maybe the front of Giants fans' pants and that shitty NFC East, are Carson Wentz's interceptions. I honestly thought Carson Wentz's best play from Monday night was saving a 30 or 40 yard loss on a bad snap slash fumble by throwing the ball out of bounds, short of the line of scrimmage and not getting an intentional grounding penalty. That's some Tom Brady type shit right there and makes me think Wentz can actually bounce back with maybe a change in scenery. It's also uh, time to acknowledge and credit the Eagles front office for seeing there might be cracks in Wentz's armor and drafting his replacement. Yes, they paid Carson already, but damn, we all want to see what Jalen Hurts can do now, don't we? The Carson I really want to discuss though is Seahawks running back Chris Carson, who returned finally after suffering an injury in week seven. Next to the Seahawks defense getting incrementally better, slowly, every week, Carson will be a key to Seattle having any postseason success. In my opinion, he is one of the most underrated backs in the league. It's also becoming clear that as Jamal Adams gets fully healthy, he is going to be a difference maker on that defense. That's assuming Russell Wilson stops playing scared. This is what happens when someone sneezes in the huddle during a global pandemic. Grow some balls, Wilson. This is what happens when someone says Sierra's song, Body Party, is actually about DK Metcalf. And damn it, that's the best I can do when PFT commenter already had the best joke. The Seahawks are the best team in the league right now at not getting COVID. Zero players have tested positive this season which really sucks for Seattle because the NFL clearly favors teams who have the most players with the Rona. Isn't that right, Baltimore? Yesterday, the NFL dropped the hammer on the Texans just as they appeared ready to compete by suspending Will Fuller and Bradley Roby for six games for PED violations. Will Fuller, for the first time in his NFL career, is staying healthy. And whatever is keeping him healthy is a danger to his health. And he will now be suspended as if he were injured to remind him how important his health is. If I can quote one of the best Christmas movies of all time, Fuller, go easy on the PEDs. Finally, there's now a chance John Elway fires head coach Vic Fangio after the conclusion of this season, according to 
some Twitter reports. Now, these rumors emerged one day after we learned the Broncos signed offensive coordinator Pat Shermer's son, Kyle Shermer, to play quarterback. You, you had Kyle Shanahan within reach, and Kyle Shermer is the Kyle you decide to give a chance, John Elway? I don't like your judgment with Kyle's. You are notoriously bad at making Kyle-related decisions. Kyle Sloter, anyone? Kyle Sloter? Now, if the Broncos fire Vic Fangio, that's fine, I guess. If they keep him, that's also fine. God knows this season is not Vic Fangio's fault. And the only thing to brag about is what he has gotten out of a defense that has been decimated by injuries. He deserves a chance in 2021 unless you know for sure he's not the guy. And that's pretty hard to say because he's a million times better than coaches like Matt Patricia, Adam Gase, and probably Zach Taylor right now. There's no doubt in my mind that Fangio is a great defensive coordinator, but I'm not sure he's got the chops to be a head coach. He waited a hundred years for the opportunity though, so he did earn it. And I'm good with that, but the Broncos clearly need real coaching help on the offensive side of the ball if they want to compete in a division with the stupid Chiefs. Brett Coleman is already lobbying to get Vic Fangio to Green Bay, which would be the best thing to happen to Aaron Rodgers since Olivia Munn. And maybe the Broncos can weaken Kansas City and strengthen themselves by making Eric Bieniemy the next head coach. But if John Elway has an ounce of mile-high magic left in him, he will hire a new head coach and convince Vic Fangio to stay on as defensive coordinator. Another hot name to watch? Robert Sala of the San Francisco 49ers. John Elway has a good relationship with the 49ers, so maybe that's the next guy, even though he's a defensive guy. Uh-oh. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I've got my best and worst of the NFL week up on the screen right now so you can watch that video the gyms may not be full but my biceps are pulsating and there's definitely no shortage of madness this college b-ball season for us fans the college basketball powers that be have gifted us with the top tier matchup between two powerhouses this weekend gonzaga and baylor will be going toe-to-toe -to -toe for what could be the nation's top ranking DraftKings sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win in this clash of titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet from live betting to betting on your favorite players, they do it all. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right, bet $1 to win $100 using code DNVR during sign-up to take advantage of these offers. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, you gotta be 21 or older. 
Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.